Jane. How are you? Hello, hello. I am good. We're at the end. <laughs> we are at the end. Looks like we made it. Oh, oh I no, can't believe it. Come. It just <laughs> sad. I'm very. They almost did. It took us three um, years. Has it been three years? Yeah, we started in 2020. Oh, during wow. the pandemic. When oh, we first wow. started, I was like huddled up in the bathroom because I heard that's how you record podcasts. Me too. <laughs> I used to sit in my closet <laughs> with towels under. <laughs> but somehow we are here, guys. We are in episode 20, the last episode. And just a few housekeeping because we got a couple of DMs about this. Um, we are going to cover the movies, but before that, we will cover And Just Like That, which is coming out this week on Thursday. So we will cover it, and right after that, we may or may not take a little break, but that's why you should stay subscribed so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And the new episodes for In Just Like That um, will be coming out on Mondays um, versus the Wednesdays that you are used to. So keep that in mind. We still have a couple of weeks together. So yay. Yes, I'm so happy and just like that to be back Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm practicing okay for next episode <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in the first season I blocked it out so I'm gonna have to go refresh myself but yeah it's all good but yes as Kane says we are at the final episode of the series so it's Sex and the City an American Girl in Paris part two I hope you guys listened to part one last week But in this episode, just to give a brief recap, if you didn't get to watch, Carrie reunites with Big. Charlotte finally gets her baby. Miranda shows up for Steve when his mom falls ill. And Smith tells Samantha he loves her. What did you think of the episode? It was good. It was a good finale. It was very nostalgic. Like some things weren't even really like a big deal, but just knowing like, oh, this is the finale. This is the end. It was just really sweet. It was a good send off. Yes. If it wasn't a finale, oh, there's so many things I could nitpick. But I, to me, my thing of a good finale is did it make me feel good at the end? <laughs> and yeah. this mostly did. So, yeah. Looking at you, Ted Lasso. But anyway, (laughs) I won't get started on that. But no, I definitely think this is one of the better finales for sure. So the episode starts with Carrie, of course. She's meeting up with Alexander's ex-wife. Her name is Juliet. Also, sorry, as an aside, I know we mentioned last week, like, when did they all start calling him Alec? Did you notice they called him Alec? And then yes, Alex. ma'am. I have a note on here. I'm like, uh, Alec? Yeah. We just got used to Alex, and Thank now you. it's Alec. And then they went back to Alex in the same conversation. Yep. I'm like, you people need to be for real. I cannot deal with you lot. Like, come on. So anyway, yeah. But so I have a called... question. Mm-hmm. Why did she have to meet with his ex-wife? I thought that was strange. I think it was supposed to be the three of them. Because he wanted her to meet her. Because I think yeah. she's the mother of his child, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know it was three of them. I, I'm just, why did that have to happen at all? She's I not a minor. That's point because she voiceovers that it's a very French thing to do. Like she acknowledges that it's weird as an American, but it doesn't seem to be weird for French people. I think that's what they were implying. I thought they were implying like they're exes, but they're good friends. 
Yeah, which is the Frenchness part. Because they feel like they're saying that wouldn't happen in America, but it's normal in Paris. Okay. I don't know if I'm making sense. Eh, it's not anything to dwell over. I just, yeah. even though they were friends, I just don't know why. It's not like they've been dating like a year or something. Mm-hmm. So I guess... I get it that they're good friends. That part I can see, but I just yeah. she just moved. I don't see a need for the ex-wife for and character. Yeah. I really don't. So okay, I'm sure like we went there, but he probably because he's such good friends with her. Maybe he just wanted to make Carrie comfortable with her because she's clearly gonna be around, right? Because that's his friend and yeah, also the mother of the child. Yeah, just to like put her mind at ease. Maybe who knows? It's all conjecture because yeah. they don't tell us or show us. So yeah. So, um, Julia is unsurprised when Carrie mentions that, um, Alec, (laughs) I need to stop, sorry, hasn't mentioned what work she does, and he's even less surprised when he calls to say he can't make it to lunch due to a technical issue at the museum. Julia mentions that Alex's motto is, (laughs) soon, basically, soon, soon. Basically, it's all about him. Always about him. Never about his partners. So, yeah. So, another question. Is it weird that he called his ex-wife and not Carrie? Um, I didn't think about it, to be honest. At all. I thought it was weird. I yeah. just... You're like already... you mentioned that it is weird, but I didn't think about it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Does Carrie I just thought... have a cell phone? I feel like she doesn't, you know. Because every call I've seen her make has been from a landline or a payphone. That's true. I was thinking of that time she said, why didn't you call? And he was like, you had to do not disturb, but it was probably... It was in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then one she called Miranda was from a payphone. Okay. That makes sense. I think she doesn't have a phone. Well, at least they kept... Sorry. I know I love the show, but sometimes I feel like they're lazy. So it's a good thing that she kept that going. (laughs) But yeah. Anyway, we then see um Charlotte shopping with Anthony, and then we find out that her and Harry are about to meet with a family from Charlotte, North Carolina, about potentially adopting their baby. And I think it's cute that Anthony basically asks her that, "Hey, you have a baby now, or you're going to get a baby now. I hope you don't abandon me." And she reassures him. And as we see in Unjust Like That, they're still friends, still good friends. So I kind of like that. What did you think? They are. And as much as I don't like him, it's a valid thing because I don't think people intended to be. But things do change once kids are in the picture. They're just so all consuming and friendships are put in the wayside. And again, no one's I mean, no one's saying like a friendship should compete with motherhood, but it's usually what happens. Yep. And it changes. And I think the issue is not that any rational person is going to know that your children 100 percent comes first. But I feel like the person who is childless is always made to feel like they can't complain about it. Do you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think that's it. For me, that's the issue. Like, I'm allowed to complain about how much it sucks. Like, I know it's just life, but we're still allowed to complain about it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we then see Samantha getting her pixie cut dyed blonde and Smith loves it. I wanted to ask you, so... <laughs> We see her getting her hair cut. Why is there a dressing room? 
Are there uh, uh, hairdressers? I was very confused by the scene. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that until now because maybe it's a all-encompassing. You can try clothes. You can get your hair done. You can do everything in there. But yeah, that's true. Because literally, as I was like making my notes, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why are they in a dressing room where she's getting her hair cut? I was like, huh? But anyway, so... Smith starts to show her how sexy he finds her by um, as they're changing in the dressing room, but she holds them off. She's not interested. He then bluntly asks her if they're ever going to talk about the fact that they haven't had sex in a very long time. And Samantha says she has no sex drive and he's about to go away anyway to work on a movie. So what's the point in discussing it? <sighs> Samantha. We you know Samantha's down bad if she's turning down sex. I know. Like, her sex drive is in the toilet. I feel like it's kind of... I do... Now thinking about it, like, I do kind of like what they've done with Samantha this whole season. Basically, like, who is Samantha once you take away the sex? I say this, but I'm going to come back to this at the very end of the episode because what they did also annoyed me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a way to undo all your work, you know? But I like that journey. It's like, who is she when you take away? Because if you think about it this season, like, we've seen her, like, finally getting back together with Smith, her cheating on him with Richard, realising she's way better than Richard, and coming back to Grovel with Smith, then going through cancer, and then losing her sex drive and her hair, all the things that she thinks makes her sexy. Now who is she without all of that? And yeah. I feel like it's been a nice journey, only for it to be undone. But yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've enjoyed her journey we then see Juliet telling Carrie that she's been wanting to meet her for a while because but of course Alex has been preoccupied with his exhibition and Carrie says it's great that Juliet and Alex think so well of each other I don't know why I'm calling calling him Alex now but I am Juliet and Alex think so well of each other and Juliet says well they had a wonderful marriage but relationships are like couture if it doesn't fit perfectly, it's a disaster. And she tells Carrie that she got tired of coming second to him all the time, which is fair. And I can completely see how she got there. She then offers Carrie a cigarette and Carrie briefly hesitates and then says, like, what the hell? And accepts. I'm just like, hmm, just like that, we're smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> she tells Juliet that Alexander is very supportive of her career as a writer. And Juliet seems surprised by this and says, huh, guess people change. <laughs> but we know they never do. But yeah. So I have thoughts. My thing was when she said, I guess people change. And Carrie's first reaction was not to ask, what does that mean? That really was like, why? Ask. What does he mean? What does she mean by that? But do you not think it's because she has just said that she got tired of coming second to him? So I feel like it's that's what is in relation to. Or am I giving them too much? Um. Well, I think those are two separate things. She got tired of being second, and then him being supportive of her career. Yeah. I think are two different things. So when she said she said that in relation to him being supportive, and got she's it. like, I guess people change. So it was like, was he not supportive of you? Like, is there something I should know? And yeah. also, it was very distracting of Juliet. It just felt like. 
she had spinach in her teeth, but it wasn't. Wow, it was just, just European teeth. Wow. Yeah, just just that. And <laughs> she cannot stand you. Oh. <laughs> um, but also, okay, I, I, I want to say this because I don't know if it was just me. The only thing that um, Alexander did, I think when he called or whatever, I think he said, how's my beloved? I was like, I would fight. Like, do not. I do not like things like my dear, love, whatever. I didn't like that. But I feel like I'm trying to be fair. But it seems a bit unfair. Like, they're trying to shoehorn a characteristic to Alexander that they're springing up about him. Because from what we know, Alex has been very attentive to Carrie. Yeah. And also, but also I know that he has not had an exhibition. So she doesn't know how he is with it. But she does know who he is without it. Yeah. So when you date people who don't have typical jobs, you have to take the good and the bad. His job is what allows him to buy her a dress from the cover of a magazine. Mm-hmm. So I know you're going to get more into it just when she's talking about, you know, him not being around or whatever. But I just thought, like, it's a little strange. Yes, I have thoughts. So we'll get into it more then. But I think that's such a okay. good point. I'm really glad you brought it up. Um, so later she's with Alexander and he tells her that she got a rave review from Juliet and she's been deemed beautiful, smart and chic. Alexander has to run off to put out yet another fire at the museum and Carrie is visibly pissed because he promised her that they'd spend the morning together and he stresses that this is temporary and he's sorry. Carrie then spends the entire day by herself exploring Paris. And she's already in bed by the time he finally gets home. She's telling us he got home very late. And she does that thing, you know, they're doing t- on TV where she pretends to be sleeping. And then as soon as he walks by, her eyes open. So, you know, she's not actually sleeping. Basically trying to establish a pattern. Again, yeah. what we, I think we kind of mentioned this before. It's annoying me because you're doing all of this on the last episode. Because you want a reason for them to be broken up, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how it feels Because yeah This wasn't a problem before But whatever We then um, see Steve has his mother Mary Around for dinner When she worries him by confusing Brady For baby Steve Steve expresses his concerns to Miranda And she's convinced that she doesn't seem to know Oh sorry Steve expresses his concerns to Miranda and she's convinced when Mary doesn't seem to know who Miranda is. Steve decides to take her to the doctor to get her checked out. We then see Smith packing to be on set in Canada for two months and Samantha tells him that he's free to sleep with other people while he's away, but he's not interested. He tells her that her body just needs time to heal from the chemo and her sex drive will return. It's just like a tree in winter. It will bloom again in the spring. Samantha insists and claims that it's just sex. It doesn't really mean anything to her. But Smith says it isn't just sex to him and he's not interested in sleeping with other people. Again, Smith is just one of the best sex and sleep boyfriends. Really, really, really is. Who would you um, pick, Steve or Harry? I mean, um, sorry, Smith, Smith or, Harry? or Harry? Ooh. Ooh, okay. I'm really sorry to Smith. Smith for looks. 
Harry for personality because I don't really so like stupid. To be no, like it'll work. have to be Harry because at the end of the day, your personality is what's gonna keep me going. Smith doesn't really have much upstairs. What are we gonna talk about? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Harry will keep me on my toes intellectually because he's clearly a very yeah. intelligent person. And I don't think we'd ever run out of anything to talk about ever. Yes. And Smith, I feel like he'd be someone I really enjoyed anytime I saw him, but wouldn't think about him otherwise, <laughs> you know? So Harry. Yeah. Who would you pick, Harry? I said agreed. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It'll yeah. Be- Looks are very temporary in the grand scheme of things. So yeah. So um Steve returns home with Mary from the hospital. And tells Miranda that she had a small stroke and she is suffering from significant memory loss. This whole storyline made me really sad. Uh, they're not sure when it happened since she lives alone and she's been alone. And Steve and Miranda, um, sorry, Miranda tells Steve that it's fine if she spends the night there. So they go to Mary's apartment to pick up a few things for her. And they're horrified at how messy her place is. There are, like, dishes everywhere, cockroaches. She says that he needs to hire a nurse because his mother can't live like this. He keeps saying his mom, my mom can't live like this. And I was like, oh, this is sad. And Miranda says she can live with them. And then she gets takes off her coat and gets stuck in, helping Steve clean her place. I really love this. I'm just like, oh, Steve and Miranda. This is, like, real life. This one things matter, you know? Yeah, the thing that struck me about this was like it was very sweet and the scene was everything because they know each other. Steve's first thing was not our mom. My mom has to come live with me. It was I have to get a nurse. I have to get a thing. And Miranda knows that what Steve really wants is for his mom to come live with them. And even though it's not her first nature, because I am Miranda, Miranda is me. Yes. (laughs) Her thing was just like, it's okay, Steve. She can come stay with us. You can see Steve being like, really? Yeah. So it was just really, it wasn't outrightly said. It wasn't Mm -hmm. blatant. It was just really nice. Like, these two know each other, but they stepped up for each other to respect. More than anything that he wanted, he still respected his wife. Like, she might not, you know, want that. And as more than anything, she probably wanted the nurse. And she's like, I'm probably going to regret this later, but... Right now, this is what my husband needs. And then taking off her coat and just diving into the mess and yeah. just being for him, it was everything. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Because in real life, that would have been my reaction to you. Like, hell no, I don't want this woman to come live with us. Do you know what I mean? But that's what you yeah. do for people you love. You do things you don't want to do. And you support them when things get rough. Yeah, I loved, loved, loved their whole storyline. This whole episode. And- and just to clarify, it's not a case of being mean, but I think people try to not romanticize, but underestimate what it is to be a caregiver. Yeah. I don't know. I like I've been a caregiver and it just it takes every single thing from you, no matter how much you love the person. It mm-hmm. really is a lot. And they have a toddler. Yep. And then so you, you, have you have start to become resentful. It. You become resentful of your spouse. Yeah. You become resentful of his mother, even though you know rationally that it's not her fault. But it's one of the hardest yeah. things anyone can do, like ever, 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 ever. So yeah. Carrie is exploring Paris alone once again when she spots a copy of her book on display in a shop window. I really had to suspend reality for this because I'm like, oh, what are the chances? But anyway. <laughs> 
if it's that big, this is what I'm saying. There's some things that don't make sense to me. One day, I really want to like interrogate just how famous Carrie is because some things don't make sense to me. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> so she goes in and she meets two um, bookstore employees who freak out that she's the author. And they tell her how much they love the book and insist on throwing a party in her honor on Saturday night. Did you have anything else I, to add about this scene? I'm sorry. Yes. I felt really happy for Carrie. I just felt like she was in a place where she needed a boost, and this was just a good ego boost for her. So inject it. <laughs> yeah. It is. I'm again, I'm I told you I'm just suspending reality. That's fine. But yeah, I'm happy for her. I'm not hating. So Carrie tells Alexander all about it, and he's very happy for her, lets her get out all her giddiness, but he lets her know that he won't be able to make it because that's the night he's unveiling his art to the museum staff and curator, and he tells her to go and enjoy herself. Now, Tane, so I watched this episode twice, and the first time, I think I missed the fact that the ex- the show was for the museum staff. I thought it was the opening night of his exhibition. Okay. So in my head, I was like, oh, yeah. no, what's going to happen? That's why I was so pleasantly surprised when, he's, when he said, oh, she should go anywhere and enjoy herself. I was like, wow, how magnanimous. Like, he's not even expecting her to be there for his opening night. Yeah. Knowing that there's something that's important to her. And obviously, when I watched it again and I heard museum staff, I was yeah. like, it just changed things for me. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I don't think you change anything because it's kind of like, I don't know much about the art world, but I see it as kind of like a run through. So if you have yeah. a play, if you have a concert, you're going to practice and they're just trying to make sure. And since he's doing lights, I assume yeah. there'll be some electrical stuff, placements and things that they had to do. Um, So, yeah, it didn't change it. It just made sense. Yeah. That I don't think it's something you could have got out of. You have to kind of. No, I just not think- at all. She but needs I thought he to... was being more generous than he actually was in my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, what were you about to say? I, I just think, like, this whole process of the exhibition, she just needs to give him all the passes. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't, again, I don't even know much about the art world, but the one thing that I do know about creatives, once they're in their zone, and this is a big thing, and like I said earlier, Carrie knows who he is without an exhibition, so you know what it's like. So I don't understand why Grace is not being given for this. That's the thing. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is clearly just for the plot to get big yeah. back in the picture. Because you guys were having a swell time. You're telling us how much you love this man. Like, you're so into him. And you know when, like, he told you he's moving back to Paris for this exhibition. And you're moving back with him, right? Like, he's like, his yeah. time in New York is done. It's time to work on this. You're moving back with him. Of course, my thing is, and I know we mentioned it, like, with the whole move to begin with, I feel like just because it's Carrie, anyone else I feel like would be prepared to get stuck in and be in the trenches for at least, like, a few months because he's not going to have your time because he's doing his life's work. You know what I mean? You're in a brand new city. You don't speak the language. You're going to be learning none of your friends are here. I feel like mentally, I would have been prepared for a really tough time for at least a few months. You know what I mean? If we're still like this after his exhibition, then I may start questioning like, damn, I really made the wrong choice. But I feel like going there, how is any of this a surprise to you? Did you think you'd be walking down the streets, eating croissants and drinking 
coffees with you all day? Like, I'm very confused as to what she was expecting. Yeah, Carrie does not possess big girl panties. She just stays in thongs. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know how to just get in the trenches. Like, life is supposed to be a fairy tale. And I know I've used this example before, but I cannot believe that this woman uttered that cancer was easy breezy or whatever the hell she said. Yeah. I just, what? She yeah. does not exist in real life. And it's just, she's not equipped. Yeah. And to be fair to Alexander, he was like this in New York too, when she thought she could yeah. just bring her friends on him when he's working. I think because she doesn't, maybe she doesn't take her work seriously, that she doesn't understand how seriously other people take their work. So, yeah. I don't know. Till the day I die, I will always say Carrie is a writer, allegedly. I don't care. Allegedly, yep. I don't care if I see proof. I don't care if she's in the book of Writers International. I will always add, allegedly. Someone who can that. leave the entire laptop across an ocean, of course. She's <laughs> she's never beating the allegations. I'm so sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so um, we then see Charlotte and Harry. They're hosting a lunch for the couple from North Carolina. And when the girl mentions that she's thinking of baby girl names, Charlotte realizes that they're not getting the baby. Harry asks them angrily why they came here to put them through all of this if they'd already made up their minds. And the guy says, we've never seen New York. Ouch. (laughs) Nasty of them. Nasty of them. And I was really happy that Harry got angry because you people, that was very cruel. Do you know what I mean? Also, did you realize the girl was played by the original Becky from Roseanne? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. Huh? I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. Yeah. Becky. And later we see Harry angrily writing an email to their lawyer when Charlotte consoles him that this wasn't their baby. Theirs is still coming. I really like this scene. That's so smart. Yeah, it was very smart because we always see Charlotte's disappointment, but we never see, you know, and then I think just in life, most of the time it's focused on the woman Mm -hmm. and you never really get to see the other side of it. So it was nice that they showed Harry's disappointment, but also Charlotte has just been a champ through all of this. It's not our baby. God is going to get us through this. You know, we're Jews, eh? I like that line about the VGs. I was like, oh, this is, again, guys, and I keep banging on about this. This is why I get so frustrated with Carrie. I can so see the direct growth of all the other three characters. Like, look at what Miranda just did for Steve. Do you know what I mean? Look at Charlotte, how she's handling all of this. That would never have happened, like, three seasons ago. Samantha, do you know what I mean? And I feel like Carrie, where... I don't see the same level of growth. I really don't. Like, Nana literally, like you just mentioned all their problems. Her problem is that she's a kept woman whose apartment <laughs> in New York is being paid. She gets to live in a luxury apartment. She gets a driver that can drive her everywhere to go. Oh, my God, my man's just spending time with me. Bruce Are you serious? One, one woman is about to become a caretaker for her hus- for her mother-in-law. One woman is recovering from cancer, and another woman is desperately trying to adopt a child. Like, be for fucking real. This <sighs> life. You know, now that we think about it, they never gave her any real-life problems through this mm. series. 
most was, was losing her apartment, her apartment right? and yeah. her friend gave her a ring her ex built her house so yeah, yeah. Okay. I genuinely feel like they lost the opportunity with the whole cheating storyline. I feel like that should have been the real come to Jesus moment for her. Like you legit like got caught cheating, ran away, and she his wife caught you in the act and then lost all her front teeth. Do you know what I mean? That should have, I feel like she would be the catalyst for any regular person. But yeah. I just team. don't know what they're going to do with him just like that. Because even with that, he still took her back. So you're telling me Aiden is such a glutton for punishment that he's going to yeah. get back with her? For yeah. a third... Sorry. I still maintain that's been the biggest revelation for me for this whole see, like watch, rewatch. I was about to say watch back. English is hard, guys. This whole rewatch was how much I turned on Aiden because I would have sworn up and down he was my favorite, 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 my man, 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 man. And I was like, what a loser. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> anyway, so Samantha arrives at her office to a bouquet of flowers from Smith that are yet to bloom, which I really love. Um the note that comes with it says looking forward to spring. And then she calls him on the phone to tell him that she's changed her mind and he can't have sex with anyone else while he's away filming. Which I thought was sweet. Yeah. Um, We then see Carrie getting ready to leave for her party in a really nice dress when she notices that Alexander's having trouble with his cufflinks and he says he's not sure what's going on. He thinks he's having a panic attack. And Carrie urges him to breathe, and he tells her all his fears about how everyone's going to think he's just an old man with silly light machines. You know, typical artist, you know, doubt of themselves. And then he begs her to come with him to give him moral support at the museum. Carrie reminds him that she has her thing, her party that night, and she has nowhere to get in touch with them to either cancel or postpone. And he's like, please, I need you there. So Carrie decides to go with him. What would you do in this situation? You know, I don't know. I just thought it was tough to ask. But I also said I really wish she hadn't said she'll go. But when you love someone and you see them in so much pain and you can do something about it, I think, okay, I think what I would have done was say, let me at least go to the party to tell them there's an emergency and then I will come and meet you. So yes. then drive me there to tell them that yeah. I have an emergency. Please, I'm so sorry and all that. Let's reschedule. Spend a good whatever. The least you could do is give her at least 15 minutes or something yeah. and then let's go to the thing. Yeah, that is a perfect, perfect, perfect solution. Because I get it. You're probably not thinking rationally if you're having a panic attack because I've been there. But I do think it was very unfair from for him to ask, knowing how important. Because this is like the one bright spot, right, of her stay so far. Because she's been really down, yeah. and he can already see her mood is up. But like we said, like yes, we know this is his time right now, so he's been like extremely selfish. But I do think this was also maybe a step too far for me. If I was Carrie, I don't think I would go, you know. But. Mm. Or maybe do it like you said. I think that is the best solution. 
but he probably I I'll be honest like as much as I've spoken about Alexander I feel like even that solution he probably would have an issue with that too yeah Mm -hmm. I think that what when he asked I just really wish it never came out his mouth you know when you ask somebody for something and you're like you feel you can say no if you want to but you've trapped the person you've put them in an awkward position where you're saying it's okay to say no but if you say no it's going to be awkward so just don't say it exactamundo but yeah so um when they arrive at the museum they agree to hold hands all evening <laughs> but the curator greets alexander with can i say something a- it wasn't yeah. like they agreed he made her promise <laughs> just because i think it's important that he made her promise don't let go, go of, my, of hand. my hand all yeah. night yeah but guys, literally 10 seconds into the night, <laughs> they get there. The curator greets Alexander with applause and says, genius, genius. He immediately lets go of his hand to go over and accept his applause from all the museum staff and the curator. And Carrie noticeably and understandably looks put out. So we go back to Steve and Miranda and... Mary is still continuing to call Brady little Stevie and says she wants to take him to the zoo. Charlotte has come by for a visit and Miranda is telling her about it, that she has some good days, she has some bad days. And Charlotte reassures her and tells her that she's amazing, which is really nice. And then Miranda also tells Charlotte that she's amazing because she's also going through a tough time (laughs) with the baby. It's what friends do. (laughs) And then Miranda clocks a little belatedly that Steve's mother had her coat on. And then she sees that the front door is wide open and she's like, shit. So she realizes that Mary has wandered off and she tells Charlotte to stay with Brady while she goes out to look for her. Back in Paris, Carrie is sitting by herself on a bench in a museum as Alexander is accepting all the praises still. And she starts looking through her purse and realizes that there's a hole in the lining. And that she digs through the hole and finds her carry necklace that she thought was missing. They're really hitting us over the head with the symbolism. <laughs> Carrie's found herself, guys. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Carrie's ecstatic, squealing with joy, and she turns around to tell Alexander and realises that he's not paying any attention to her. And then she tells the museum worker to tell him that she had to go. So she runs out because she's trying to see if she can still make her party. She tries to hail a cab, but it's not having much luck. And I really hate the scene because I hate shit like this. As she's looking for a cab, we see a (laughs) car pull up behind her and Big is in the car. And obviously... He looks up just as she looks away so they don't realise the other person's there. <sighs> I hate shit like this. But anyway, like one of my cinematic I, movie pet peeves. I really hate like missed encounters so much. So, so, so much. <laughs> so much. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. I like that it. moment. Uh, uh, yeah, but, I heard you. Going ba- no, but I'm listening. I'm listening. I liked it, but I think going back I don't want to put any blame on Carrie 
but where she fucked up, the minute he let go of her hand and he went off with the people, I'm out. Sorry. I'm out. I'll take the fight afterwards that I left you or whatever, but I'm leaving immediately. It's because you're clearly okay, right? Yeah. Where is the, this is not what happened. You seem fine. You don't need my hand anymore, so. Yeah, that's a, that's a point. That is a, no, you're right. I'm thinking if I was in that situation, because I'm very quick to anger <laughs> about things like that, I would have walked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know myself. <laughs> But anyway, um, back in Brooklyn, Miranda finally finds Steve's mother, Mary, and she's eating pizza out of a trash can. Miranda snatches it out of her hand and takes her back home. And she takes her straight into the bathroom. And there's a scene where Miranda is washing her, literally sponging her back. Miranda sees her giving her a bath and she looks really proud of Miranda. This was such a, so nice scene. This whole storyline I just thought was really well done. Very, 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 yeah. very well done. Bravo to all involved. That acting was great too. And I know I should have mentioned it then, but even Steve's like acting when just, it's all in his eyes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when yeah. he's like, you tell he's trying to hold it together when he's telling her about the story, all of that. It was just beautifully done. And I know I'm beating that dead horse, which is why I don't understand what's happened to all these actors. And I'm just like that. <sighs> anyway, sorry. Maybe acting is a muscle. But yeah. So, um, you know Carrie, the actress played Magda Passaway? Yes, I remember seeing it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Um, Carrie finally manages to get into a cab. But when she gets to the restaurant, there's no one there. And a copy of her book has been abandoned on the table with drink and cigarette stains on the cover. <sighs> Clearly, they're not happy with her. So she's very ex- upset and she turns around and exits the restaurant. When she gets back to the hotel, she unleashes her anger on Alexander who for making her miss the party and then abandoning her at the museum. He let go of her and... And he rolls his eyes and says they can talk about it in the morning. And she's like, no, we're going to talk about it now. I'm in this relationship too. And then she reminds him that she gave up her life in New York and she didn't do so to walk the streets of Paris alone. And he's like, I'm taking a shower. I'm going to bed. And Carrie tries to pull him towards her. He's standing in front of her. She tries to pull him towards her. And he lifts his arm, like, to kind of ward her off. And he accidentally slaps her across the face. And in this slap, it manages to snap the diamond necklace that he gave to her last episode. And it falls down into her bodice. She is holding onto her cheek. She looks horrified. And he says he's sorry. He didn't mean to do that. And he didn't. It was an accident. But, yeah. So now this was a reach for me. Yes, big big reach. I'll, I'll yeah, let's talk Listen. about it now. I'll finish the scene. Talk about it. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> the reach for me was just like I don't. I rewound it just to see. I'm going to bed. I don't know how that hit her cheek and how hard it was. And then if you're hitting her cheek, how did that break the necklace that was on her neck? And all right, guys. Come on, it's we like, just want to make Alexander this terrible person. Thank you. 
Thank you. Because I'm sorry, guys. If you're re-watching with us, I feel like the Russian has been made to be such a villain. But I'm really not seeing the villainy. <laughs> watching it back, I'm not at all. Yes, yeah. he's self-absorbed, but I feel like you knew this <laughs> from the beginning. He's nowhere near the worst of her boyfriends. Absolutely nowhere near the worst of her boyfriends. So, yeah. Like, even if we took all, okay, let's say he's so bad in Paris and he's working, so he's not giving her attention, it still is not a fraction of what Big has done to her. Thank you. Big and Berger are definitely number one and two in her worst boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was worse, Big or Berger? Uh, big, big because it was longer and it was over and over again. Okay. And also, right. Big, okay, Big didn't make her, but Big is the catalyst. That made Carrie abandon herself so much that she cheated. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. So. Yep. And Big and went to end Paris and got married to a 24-year-old after that. Te- oh, Big yeah. was bad. I don't yeah. know how the end of it. Real bad. That and is we're supposed to be happy ever after as well. We're supposed to be happy with it. And I, like a Mumu, I really was happy with it. I forgot to say, I actually remembered a lot about this episode because I know we mentioned where we all were watching the finale, but I re- actually remembered a lot about this episode. And I remember grinning like a goat at the end, like, oh, my God, this is so cute. No, it isn't. But, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We all, we all live. Anyway, so Alexander says he thought he was clear about who he was. And then Carrie's like, yeah, maybe it's time she was clear about who she is. And then she says she's looking for love, as in real love, ridiculous, inconvenient, consuming, can't live without each other love. And she says there's nothing of that in this expensive suite. And then she blames herself for agreeing to move to Paris, which I kind of do. She didn't, you know, do her research. And so she never should have come. And she says goodbye to him. That's it. That's the end of it. She walks up to him and gives him a kiss on the cheek and walks out. Do you have anything else to add about this fight? The end of it all? It just really ended abruptly. Very. Hey, they have a finale to finish, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So Carrie, sorry, every time I go back to this, I'm remembering these scenes, and this scene also annoyed me. But anyway, Carrie is at the front desk, downstairs at the front desk, Still holding on to her cleavage because the diamond necklace or the broken parts, I guess, are still in there somewhere. So she's trying not to lose it. And she's speaking to the front desk in very bad French, trying to tell them that she needs to book her own room. What killed me was the man responds to her in perfect English. Did you notice, it? <laughs> yeah, I did. That was funny. I'm surprised they didn't make her... Uh-huh. like oh you speak english she thank just went you. on like nothing happened thank you and the thing what pissed me off the French she was speaking when we first started the scene she was like no you don't understand so this had been going on for a bit we arrived in media res so you're telling me this english came out of nowhere maybe they were being mean because sorry to all my french people out there but they will fully understand pretend they don't understand you <laughs> they do or when they speak perfect english but yeah so um the diamonds finally fall down her dress onto the floor and she bends down to pick them all up just as big enters the lobby so many coincidences he spots her has a massive smile on his face and says hi 
And then she says hi and then immediately bursts into tears. He rushes over to console like what's wrong. And she starts rambling about what an awful mess her Paris trip has turned out to be. And that they got into a fight. And then she mentions, she mentions that he hit her. And the way she says it, I would have reacted the way Big did too. Big immediately gets super angry. He's like, where is he? I'm going to go beat him up. And she's like, no, it's not like that. But he's, of course he's not listening to her or trying to let her explain. He asked for his room number. She wouldn't give it to him. But the hotel um, worker, obviously, at that precise moment, says, oh, yeah, what room were you in? 625. So he's like, right, that's it. So he starts to march up the stairs. The whole time she's chasing after him, trying to explain to him that it's not like he thinks. And then she eventually just puts her foot out and trips him to stop him. They both fall flat on the floor on their faces and then dissolve into uncontrollable laughter because it is all a bit ridiculous. So I, I don't want to say when Big came in, I, even I felt relief. <laughs> I was yeah. happy to see him. Because <laughs> it's back to the familiar, right? Uh, yes. It's back to the familiar. So Carrie and Big are now taking a stroll outside. When he says, I gotta hand it to you, kid. Mm. <laughs> I thought of you, I want you to know when he said that. Thank I gotta you. hand it to you, kid. Most people come to Paris to fall in love. You came to get slapped. And once again, they dissolve into hilarious laughter. That's all they've done is laugh. Carrie oh then asking so No, continue. What were you saying? I said, Oh my god, so funny. I know, ha ha. <laughs> Carrie then asks how he even got there, and he says, it took me a really long time to get here, but I'm here. He then tells Carrie she's the one, and they share a very passionate-less kiss. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Coming like Whitney and Meddy, any of you guys who watch Love Island. But anyway, Carrie then says to him, all right, you big crybaby, I miss New York, take me home. And he does. Ah. Carrie knows how to make pick him rich. Yeah, she really does. One to another. You know, I had a question for you. I don't know if I wanted to bring it up. So, I know it's a common trope in movies and a bit less so, I think, in life. But people who, like, you know, like, either get the love of their lives back, like, right after the end of another relationship. I always yeah. feel like, it's just healthy. Shouldn't you be alone for a bit? Or am I overthinking it? No, I have a rule that no matter what it is that you should always purge or take a breather from the relationship before. I know that maybe it's kind of different when it's someone that you've known for a while, but it doesn't matter, especially for a relationship that has been as tumultuous as theirs. Yes. I think that you can be friends, you can be friends with benefits, but... Take a deep breath. You just Before literally jumping back into into this it. guy two minutes ago. Yes. That I you were so you. in love with, that you moved with or whatever. And especially that it was Big. Big has yeah. shown you Pepe. For those yes. who don't know, that's like saying like he put you through shit. So, yeah. I completely agree with you. Because I'm like, how are you jumping from this right back into this? And you and Big also need to have more of a talk than is took me a long time to get here it's always been you are you ever gonna address how shitty he's been to you so what's different mm-hmm. now do you know what? i'm i'm gonna need to know what's different now 
why should I yeah. do this again with you? But hey, it's not that kind of show. Suspend <laughs> so, all disbelief. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte is putting dinner out for Harry, Chinese food, when he tells her that they've been approved for adoption of a Chinese baby and they'll have her in eight months. He shows Charlotte her picture and she starts to cry and says, yep, that's our baby. <laughs> oh, so cute. <sighs> and then my favorite scene of the episode, Magda is about to leave for the day when she says to Miranda, what you did, that is love. You love. <sighs> Miranda asks her not to make a big deal of it to Steve as it will just upset him. But Magda gives her a kiss on the forehead and they both have tears in their eyes. I love this scene. It was so lovely. Yeah. Even her relationship with Magda, look how far it's come, you know? You know, from dildos to a kiss on the cheek. You know, that's like a, especially since Miranda lost her mother, you know, Magda's clearly yeah. taken it on herself to be kind of a substitute mother to her. I just think yeah. it was a lovely, lovely scene. It's funny, she was supposed to be in just one episode. Really? Originally? Yeah. Oh. And then she made it through this and the movies. So good yeah. for her. The, yeah, good for her. May she rest in peace. I've forgotten the actress's name. Now I feel bad, but may she rest in peace. <laughs> Smith flies in from filming just to tell Samantha that he loves her. She looks touched and tells him that he's meant more to her than any man she's ever known. The camera then pans to one of her flowers blooming for the first time. I was going to ask, <laughs> this scene was really nice, but I noticed Samantha didn't say she loved him back. Has she ever told him she loved him? And I'm forgetting, or? I don't think so. I think it's just been baby steps mm-hmm. where she's just been, I'll hold your hand, don't sleep with someone else. Got you it. can tell them you have a girlfriend and things like that. But I don't think she has. But also, she was sleeping, man. Yeah. No, but he's, he's just flown to tell you that I forgot to tell you I loved you on the phone, so I'm here to tell you I love you. And her response, which is also a nice response, not that I love you too. She says, you've meant more to me than any man I've ever known. Which is nice, very nice, but I just... That's basically an I love you from Samantha. Yeah, from Samantha, <laughs> yes. Yes, but still, tell the man you love him. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So Big and Carrie have arrived back in New York and they pull up outside her brownstone and just as she's about to walk up the stairs, he rolls down his car window and tells her that his house is on the market and since he doesn't live in New York anymore, he doesn't have anywhere to stay. And then she asks him if he wants to come up and he has that massive shit-eating grin that Big is known for. And says absolutely. <laughs> and I like kind of I did like this thing because it's a callback to the pilot episode. Where do you remember where she he yeah. drops her off at her house and then asks she asks him if he's ever been in love with her and he's like absolutely. Yep, I remember. And everyone thought, oh my god, it's so hot. Yes. <laughs> it is what it is. We then see Carrie meeting the ladies for lunch and they shriek in happiness at her appearance. And then in a voiceover, as we get a scene of everybody, she says that she's been thinking about relationships. 
there are those that open you up to something new, those that are old and familiar, those that bring up lots of questions, those that bring you somewhat unexpected, those that bring you far from where you started, and those that bring you back. But the most exciting, challenging, and significant relationship is the one you have with yourself. And if you find someone to love the you, you love, well, that's just fabulous. And as we're getting this voiceover, we see Charlotte and Harry walking their dogs. <laughs> Miranda and her family gather, gathered around the table. Samantha, naked, one more time, bouncing on top of Smith, screaming in orgasm. <sighs> really annoyed me is what I, I'm saying, guys. I don't know if that's what it was <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> eat you out now she was just like oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know what that was yeah like shrieking <laughs> in orgasm like fam yeah and I'll just like thank you for reducing her once again to just this after all of that but hey that maybe I'm overthinking it and then Carrie walking down the street as she receives a phone call from John. We finally see Big's name as John because it comes up on the caller ID. And she's strutting down the phone with her hand uh, down the phone, down the street with her handbags, her shopping bags, while talking on the phone to John. And that's how the season ends. What did you think of the end? Um, I thought it was good. I think one thing I wanted to point out was I really liked when Carrie came to see them at the brunch because I liked the fact that they that they kept up with the brunches and Carrie just wasn't the glue. Yes. So I thought that was nice. I mean, in addition to like Charlotte even visiting Miranda at her home because mm-hmm. Brooklyn is like a no-no. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. And also when she was writing, I'm like, did she get her job back or was she writing for fun? Because mm. she didn't miss the laptop, so. <laughs> Questions that need answers. I remember being so excited that we finally found out what Big's name was. I actually remember how I felt at the time. <laughs> Crazy. And it's John. John, of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. So, yeah, that's how the whole season ends. They've taken us on a wild ride, these ladies. Really? Oh. The whole series? Yeah. They really, 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 really have. Did you have anything yeah. else to add? No, but thank you guys for listening to us throughout the whole six seasons. Really appreciate you. We just started it during a pandemic for fun, just to talk about it. And we didn't think we'd have all these people, you know, sending in thoughts, sending in DMs. We appreciate it all. And just a huge thank you from us yes. to you. I second all of that. I'm so shocked that people listen to us and take their time out to actually write to us. But yeah, stick around if you're a fan of and just like that. Even if you're not a fan, because I'm not, we can stuff it together. Um, so we're hoping to get those episodes out Monday, like Tane said. And then we will do the two movies as well. So yes, thank you once again. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>